It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Table. Uh, we are in a new month and um, we have a new topic, but before we get to the topic, introduce my friend, Tiffany Johnson. Tiffany, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. You know, enjoying life. Living life. Living life. Yeah. Hey, tell us I about you. Tell us about Tiffany. and Tell us about me. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm Tiffany. Um. Let's see. I grew up in the beautiful state of Colorado, which was pretty fun. Yeah. Um. And then decided I wanted to up and move my life at the age of 18 to New York City. Um, so moved to New York City when I was 18. And I studied acting for film and TV for two years at a conservatory in Manhattan, um, which was quite a ride. Yeah. And then a few years later, through crazy things, God had me end up in vocational ministry. <laughs> and so I was... Uh, Started in vocational ministry in 2015 at a church in Manhattan and started as their worship admin, became one of their main worship leaders, um, then became their creative director, um, did several mission trips with that church. Um, And then um, during that time, finally, after like three years in ministry, decided that God was calling me to ministry, like, you know, halfway through my time there. (laughs) Um, And then... uh, COVID hit and I found myself uh, looking for a new, found myself stepping down from my last ministry and God calling me elsewhere and threw me into a city I'd never heard of before in Northern California. <laughs> and, that's where the cool kids live. I want to point that out. You know, Northern California. I mean, that's where that's cool. Kids I'm liking it. I'm liking it so far. Uh, but it was yeah, very clearly God called me out to a church out here. And uh, now I'm the executive director of worship at a church in Davis. And um that's been I've been here for it'll be three years in August which doesn't seem real moved here in the middle of COVID so it's been three years already that's that's exciting that's exciting and while that while here you have met your now husband which is correct yep I moved here as Tiffany Kalavik and I now live here as Tiffany Johnson so that's yeah you either got married or it's what either I got married or it's witness protection I'm not sure which one yeah yeah or I just got tired of spelling my last name it's and true johnson's a lot easier. Your last name that's right that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> but yeah, Mary, i i met matt um like a few months after moving here and yeah. um we got married just over a year ago april 2022 so awesome one year and, married so and, and here yeah. you are here we are that's awesome yeah. now i have tried to get you on this podcast more than once and <laughs> so I think it's it's fair to let everybody know that I kind of tricked you into this one, and I yeah. was yes, I kind of baited the question. We were talking about uh, this month. We we're talking about uh, onboarding volunteers and audition process, and kind of getting people musicians plugged in. And I just started talking to you about it, and you had the the most amazing answers. And then I was like, "When are we recording that?" And you were like, "Ah, I felt I fell into your trap." Uh, so I just. No, I yeah. can't say I don't have answers this time. You don't you don't you don't? Them. You're like I can't, and uh, so I. That's why we're here. You're here because I tricked yeah. you. You're because oh I, yeah, hundred percent. That's amazing. So <laughs> let's get into it. This month we're talking about onboarding volunteers, and 
something that I mean, it's the beginning of summer, and so we're kind of go thinking about the fall, and you know, that's a lot of times when ministries are growing mm-hmm. and things are happening, and so as we're kind of in the summer, let's talk about this. But first, why is it important to filter through who wants to be on stage? Like I, like mm-hmm. just kind of, it's a thing. People want to be up there and do it, doing, but you got to filter through them. What are your thoughts on kind of why we do that? Yeah, no. First off, I thought it was an awesome question. And like to sit and process, wait, like really, why do we do this? And, you know, I think there's two, there's two main things. I think first, you know, we all have different gifts and abilities, right? Like yep. Paul says that, like we are one body with many parts and we come together to function together. Um, and so we, we've been created with different gifts and talents um, and we're called to steward those gifts and to, to grow in those gifts and do our best in those gifts. And so I think, especially as musicians and vocalists, like our gifts require a certain, you know, a certain type of skill. And, um, and so I think filtering through, you know, who has those skills and who doesn't, you know, first off, I think serves your church, right. As we're trying to bring our best forward towards the Lord, especially as we're worshiping him through song. Um, But the other thing too, is I think it benefits the person because if you are plugged in somewhere where like you are not gifted, then you're missing out on another area of growth where God wants you. Right. So like, I'm not gifted in, you know, creating children's, um, you know, learning ways and like curriculum, like I would not be good at that. And like, you know, me spending a bunch of time trying to create children's curriculum, I might be missing out on, you know, the gifts that God wants me to build in. Right. And so I think it not only benefits our church as, you know, we're trying to, we're bringing forward our best. um, And especially within something like music, where there is a certain skill set needed, uh, we also are trying to find the people who God is gifted in that way. And we want to invest in them so they can grow in their gift um, so that, you know, you know, if they ever leave our church and they're somewhere else, like they're better equipped in their gifts at their next church, you know? And so, yep. um, you know, I think, I think it's good, not even just in the music, you know, worship and uh, worship ministry, but in every area of church, like someone who might not be gifted in hospitality, you don't want to throw them at the front door, you know, welcoming people because, you know, they might have terrible social anxiety. So, you know, where does that person fit? And, and so I think even in all areas of church, I think it's good to, to find where people's gifts are needed. Yep. Um, and, and especially because, you know, I think we're, we're called to bring excellence to the Lord. You know, we want to find those people who, who are gifted in, in music and in, in singing. And, and then I think the other, the other part of it too, is I think, I mean, I assume most churches stages are a pretty upfront position, right? Like you can see yeah, yeah, people yeah. on stage. Um, right. You're very, very visible. And so I think that there is a, there's a leadership ability that comes with being so visible at a church, um, whether you're the drummer or the lead pastor, right? Like you're seen up on this stage. And I think filtering through looking not for perfect people, you know, not for people who have the perfect relationship with God, but who are growing in their relationship with the Lord and have leadership abilities, I think is important for upfront presence at a church. Um, and So like even filtering in that way too, like, you know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have been a Christian for a long time, but do you love the Lord? And, and when you step off this stage, people are going to recognize you, you know, when you're in church, when you're, you know, out in town. And so are you living your life in a way that, you know, um, exemplifies Christ, you know, and I think filtering in that way is super important as well. I love that. Cause I, 
I love that kind of the thread between those two is like it's our responsibility to to uh, make sure that we are putting our best foot forward and mm-hmm. making sure that we're taking care of people because it actually might do somebody harm or like you said you're not you're not empowering them to use their gifts to the best of their abilities um, mm-hmm. and that's that's like a that's a that's a that's a strong responsibility on the worship leader to go it's our it's our responsibility and as as leadership to make sure that people that were that are equipping for ministry are the right people to do that and i mean a lot of conversations in this t- t- scenario it's like no i people go i want to play or i want to do this or um you know you can't tell me no and we're going to talk about auditions here in a little bit and um like it's i think in the worship ministry too where we are where it's a personal thing where you go like i'm expressing myself and that can come across as like you you don't think i'm good enough to be on stage or you you don't think i'm talented enough to play or um but re- re- reminding that you're actually it's it's we're empowering the correct people to be up in the space is just a great i love that i love that, mm-hmm. that, that i love that idea um now or go, go ahead you have it yeah you have a i was going to say oh. yeah and i think for um you know like and i have a you know, a couple other thoughts on this too, about in the audition process, there might be people who are almost ready, right? Like, you know, like there's, you know, there's, there's, there's such an answer, you know, like not right now. Right. But then like, you know, what are we doing too? same thing, like equipping someone to be ready. Right. Or like, you know, we, um, we've got a great, um, junior high director at our church who is also a great musician. Who's like pouring into our youth students. And, you know, then we actually sometimes will bring a youth student to like double up like we'll have two keyboard players on a Sunday and one of them's a youth student who's still kind of learning our other ones you know a lead keys player like how are we developing them to be ready you know yep. to be to be up front and um and for, for those who are like maybe still learning or like you know younger and like new to an instrument you know like is there still a space where that they can they can grow and like we can pour into them so that they also are like you're setting them up to succeed right yeah on your exactly yeah. exactly uh, in my in 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 my past, my past life, I well, if you will, in the past, I uh, I used to we used to run a music teaching studio, and we actually had several churches that would would sponsor kids in in lessons, and it's like out of our church budget, we're going to pay half of your lesson, you're going to pay half, um, and like we're we're physically investing in your future, you know, and then you have a drummer who's, you know, 14 years old who's going to be with you for a while, or, um, and you're like, I know, I I physically have invested in what you're doing. So I see something in you and I want you to be better. Um, and it's kind of a, a partnership and it was cool to watch some of those relationships kind of, kind of grow. And, and then, you know, they go off and do other things knowing that their church is literally not just set it, but physically invested in their lives. And it's, and so it's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. No, walk, walk, walk us through your onboarding process. Like how does someone go from like, I want to participate to mm-hmm. actually being on stage? Like what is, um, how do you get somebody from that, from that place to, you know, they're serving on Sunday and, you know, playing the banjo. I don't know if that, mm-hmm. you have a lot of banjo players, I assume. Let's see. Uh, of, you know, I, the one <laughs> playing, yeah. yeah, playing, playing whatever guitar. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. So I know, I think the, the later half of our onboarding process, I'm still kind of tweaking, but um, you know, I've got various ways that people show that they're interested in the worship team. Um, you know, there's recently, and this happened like a couple times, very recently where people just walk up to me after church. They're like, Hey, are you, are you guys, you know, looking for people to be on your worship team? And I'm like, what do you play? <laughs> you know? And like, 
awesome. Was it the banjo? And was it? It wasn't the banjo. No, was it? it no. Wasn't. Okay. I'm it was. Checking. It was a drummer and a guitar player. Okay. So ah. he could probably play the banjo. I mean, like, it's there. I'm pretty certain. You know, he plays. He plays a lot of things. So anyway, but like you know, people will just walk up to me and, and tell me they're interested, or tell somebody else, and they're like, "Hey, you should talk to Tiffany." And um, you know, I usually t- chat with them for a second and then um, send them to. I have an online application form that people fill out, which I can share about. Um, yeah. And then um, every once in a while, I'll put in the program that, you know, hey, we're looking to add people to our worship team or our tech team, which I also oversee, um, which is actually how we got one of our other more recent drummers. She didn't know she could be on the worship team. And she saw that it was in our program. Um, and she was like, and, you know, she was like, oh, that's really cool. And so, you know, filled it out and got connected. Um, um, and then every once in a while, like people, there's, a, you know, on our, we have a serving page for our website. You can like you know, go to worship team and, and fill out just a general form. Um, but the very first step when someone is interested is I do have a different application form for either the vocal team or the band or our tech team. Um, and that's, you know, a good first step in the onboarding process, especially for me, because it helps me get to know where's this person at, you yep. know? Um, and I ask both like practical questions about their um, abilities, you know, vocalist, what's your vocal range? Can you sing harmonies, you know, with band members, can you read chord charts? Do you know how to read the number, uh, number chart? Um, You know, what, what instruments do you have? What gear do you have? You know, all that kind of stuff. And then I'll, as we were talking before, you know, ask spiritual questions, you know, what's your relationship with the Lord? Like, you know, um, how often have you been coming to church? You know, I'll ask them, you know, what's your favorite worship song? You know, it's kind of fun to hear kind of where people are at like, what is worship to you, you know? And that helps prepare me to know, okay, this is where this person is at. And like kind of sets me up to succeed even more for like an audition in a little bit, because I kind of know where they're coming at. And it also kind of filters out, you know, people who might not be fully ready, you know, to, to join the team. They're like, Oh, I, I actually can't read chord charts or like, I've never worked with a click before. So maybe I'm not quite ready. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but once, once I get that, we'll, we'll set up an audition process, which looks a little different, um, which I know we'll talk about a little more, um, for each person. And, um, and then I feel like once we hit the audition point, like each person is a little bit kind of, it depends on who they are. Right. And like where they're at in their skill set, where like the onboarding process goes, um, whether they need a little bit more work, um, and some training, or if they're like, I've had a couple of people that were like, yeah, you know, I was part-time worship leader at a church and blah, blah, blah for so long. Now I live here and I'm like, you're probably going to be fine. You know, just yeah. like throwing into the team, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm still going to make sure you know everything, but like, yeah. it's probably going to be easy. Um, but, you know, go through the audition process. I chat with them at the end. Hey, like, this was what you did. Great. You know, here's maybe some things you could work on. Um, a lot of the times, especially more recently, like, usually by the end of that audition process, I've got a good feel for whether they'd be a good fit for the team and like what's next. And I, I usually just chat with them about it at their first audition. Um, and then kind of if, if, you know, if we get, want to get them set up on the team, you know, get them all set up with the logistical stuff. Right. So send them things about planning center and how that, how we utilize that. I kind of let them know how rehearsals go. Um, you know, obviously like times about things. Um, and then, um, one of the, one of the bigger things that, or one of the first steps that we do too, before they're really on our team, um, I have a, a UCC worship, um, vision statement where it's like our spiritual and practical expectations of everyone on our team. And I'll send them that. And then we, as a church have like a leadership covenant, um, for anyone who's a leader in our church. 
And, you know, we believe everyone on stage on the worship team is a leader. So I'll send them these two things. I'm like, hey, here are some expectations as a worship team member and as a leader at our church. Just let me know that, like, you're good. You're good by these. And, you know, that helps keep accountability, you know, uh, as we progress forward. Right. Um, And then and then, yeah. And then kind of, you know, again, like I was saying, it kind of depends on each person. You know, there are some people that I'm like, great, you know, let's let's get you scheduled next month and drop them right in. There are other people where. You know, I might have them play with somebody else for a little while and, and process in the onboarding thing. But yeah, so that's kind of how you get there. I, I love that. And I think I, it's important. I kind of want to reiterate the, the covenant portion of that. Um, there's so many times in ministry where we say, like, there comes a point where I have to, like, ask someone to step down because mm-hmm. of whatever's going on in their life. And the covenant and the leadership, all that stuff up front allows it not to be personal mm-hmm. and and for you to go no this is what we talked about at the beginning i'm not saying step down because i don't like you or mm-hmm. like i'm ch- i'm picking and choosing what the problems are i can say this is my why and it's the covenant that actually you that you agree to and because i know there's a lot of times in um these like, these onboarding conversations and volunteers people go do i need a cover do i need the cut so formal and official and blah, blah, blah. But people are people and things get messy. And yeah, there's no, you, you don't like, that's the asking someone to step out of ministry is actually uh, can cause so much more hurt and chaos in, in the, and it's going to happen. Like as much as yeah. we don't want to, it's going to happen. Um, yeah. And you just, you have to, that this, this, that, that pre, the pre-work is what helps you set up for the future. And um, again, then it's not personal and you're not going, mm-hmm. Hey, I don't agree with what you did or what's going on in your life. You go, no, the covenant that we talked about, you're, you're, you're actually not, you're, you're going against what our, our, our value yeah. statements are. And so that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Those conversations are never easy, but it helps having right. right that, that like tool of like, Hey, your actions are, are actually not a part of what we are expecting of our right. team members. Right. You know? And, and so because of that, you know, we need to take some time, you know, apart and, you know, you can rebuild that back up, you know, but you yep. know, this is what is expected of everyone on our team too, right? Like it's not just a you thing. It's everyone who's on this team is yes, I'm, I'm for these expectations and, and we hold each other accountable to them. Right. right? And like, I hold myself accountable. You hold me accountable to them, you know, like as a team, I'm also held accountable to our expectations. Right. So yep. um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's huge. And it like the, um, I mean, expectations one on the covenant side, the, like the morality of life and, the, but it's also like the physical, like the, like what you expect of me to practice and be ready and show up on time. And, um, the things that one of the biggest things I, I always find in these conversations is like the difference between when rehearsal starts and what, and like what, what, uh, downbeat is. Like if 8 a.m. is our rehearsal, does that mean I show up at 8 a.m. or does that mean mm-hmm. like we're, you want to be playing music at 8 a.m. and, um, you know, somebody show, showing up late and those kind of things like set. It's not respectful to everybody else who showed up on time. And so um, those are. Yeah, I love it. These are the conversations that it's like when you're getting into leading worship, you don't realize I have to think about more than just getting up and playing. It's like dealing with people and um to be a worship leader, you're like, I have to be administratively gifted, have leadership ability, be a musician, have the calling yep. to, be a, to be a worship leader, 
and like all of that has to get wrapped up into one person and then and then you can step forward and do the job and it's like there's so much there's so yeah. much in there uh yeah man. It's, yeah it's funny that you say the the downbeat thing too because you know, for so long i would say this is what time a rehearsal starts and i didn't at, at the beginning of my time here didn't say if that meant when we start or when you arrive yeah. and i'm like literally just within the last like several months trying to be like okay this is when we start <laughs> yeah so like writing you know and like it 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 takes um um and i was talking with some other worship leaders um and reminding ourselves that like it takes repetition like to tell your you know especially if you have a, t a different team you know like every week or you know yep. a lot like reminding people for like months on end like i'm like i've said this all the time and still people are walking in at six o'clock you know instead of like starting at six o'clock but like knowing that like, you might have to repeat it for a little bit for your whole team especially if you're changing something right like the culture yep. when i first got here was we got there at six but i really actually wanted to start at six and so now i have to change that culture and it's going to take some time and repetition to actually like get people on board with that and that's okay because yep. That's okay. <laughs> well, and anyone in those moments, you don't realize why you're feeling tension in your rehearsal. Yeah. And it's because you're like, I feel like we're behind and I want to be ahead. And I, but nobody knows why I'm feeling the tension because I feel like we're behind where we should be. And it's yeah. because we didn't communicate and didn't communicate those expectations. That's why I love planning center. I love planning yes. center a lot because it, uh, it, you can get down there and go, this is the call. This is our, everything you need is sitting in planning center. And, um, yeah. I, I worked at a church for a while and people would ask me questions and I would just refer them to planning center. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have the answer, but the answer is also in planning center. So and they were you. like, Oh, cause I was trying to get you to, to stop. I was trying to get them to stop. Like just looking like I'm like at 11 o'clock at night, you can open up your phone and know when the call time is in the morning. Yeah. You don't have to text me and ask me when you're supposed to be there. It's in your phone. It's in your computer don't call me, you know? And so yeah. anyway, all that to say, it just was, it. it was over and over again, but so auditions, speaking of auditions, yeah. Uh, tell us how your auditions look. Cause there's, it's, how do you like one, how do you audition a musician Two, how do you audition a sound guy? Do you like, those are the oh. like, Oh, I know I threw a curveball. I threw a curveball. So <laughs> like, how do you, how do you like, well, yeah. how do your auditions look and to make sure that somebody's ready to enter into this scenario? Because one thing I love about your worship team is you have young kids on your team yeah. and they're talented. And when some churches would go, they would just look at a kid and go, you're too young to be doing what you're doing. Um, but tell us, tell us more about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll kind of share about my audition process and then a little bit about the youth that we're getting involved in. It's funny that you bring up sound engineers. I'm actually literally just onboarding one right now. So I can tell you about him. Good. Um, but yeah, our audition process, you know, I, what I normally do is, I, I have someone come in 30 minutes before rehearsals uh, or 45 minutes before rehearsals start. And I like to start just having a conversation because usually I do like to use the word audition, um, not to make people nervous, but like, as we're talking about filtering, right? Like, I think it's an important step. So people are like, I want you to take it seriously. I don't want yeah. you to just come in and do whatever, but I do want someone to come in, start with a conversation, get to know them a little bit more, relieve some of that nerves, some of those, some of that, like, anxiousness that might be there um I've had actually a couple people after our first conversation I'm like all right how you feeling and they're like way less nervous I'm like okay good that was my goal <laughs> like, I want my wanna, hands I under sweaties sure. they were earlier <laughs> yep I want you to know that I'm human I want you to know I want like you I know you're human like let's just have a conversation so get yeah. to know them a little bit 
Um, and what I normally do is I'll have, I actually really enjoy having the person prepare a song that we're actually going to be doing that Sunday. Um, and so like for vocalists, I'll send them a song and I'll actually ask them. We do, um, I, I, all of our vocalists are really, most of our vocalists are really, really good at harmonies. And I think awesome. it's really good to have that ear. I can teach people how to do harmonies, but when someone comes into an audition, I'm like, Hey, here's the melody of this song. Bring me in a harmony that you hear and let's, we're, we're going to sing it together. And I want to hear what you sing. And then I'll try to teach them the different harmony that they weren't singing and see if they can follow that. Um, and then I'll ask, I'll ask them to actually sing a part of a song by themselves acapella. Cause it's, I'm like, this Oof. is the most, this is the most vulnerable you'll ever be, right? Like if you can just sing acapella in front of me, yep. this is going to be the hardest it's ever going to be because after that you're either going to be singing with our other vocalists or with a band. So like there's, there's something about kind of being in the most vulnerable state in your audition. And it's like, and now it's easy from here on out, you know? Yep. And so, but then that also gives me a way to really hear, their voice and like I had a vocalist who just had a really beautiful voice but had never done harmonies before and I was like you've got a great voice you've got great tone I can teach you how to do harmonies and she's yeah. been doing amazing um learning harmonies since then so um and then yeah and then for band you know it depends on the instrument I'll pick a song or two that's a little bit more difficult that we're doing that week for that instrument um and then they'll come in and um we've just started playing with clicks within the last probably year um you know so I'll ask them I'll have them come play with it and then they'll play with I'll play on keys um something I've done for our last couple auditions uh I play keys um I can barely play the acoustic guitar but um I just understand it but what I if someone's coming you're a worship leader guitar, and don't play guitar I just started playing I guitar know. I didn't know that was possible how, yeah. do you cap- how do you capo a keyboard it doesn't anyway you hit the transpose button just playing C the whole time <laughs> yes um <laughs> well played but sometimes well- I'll bring a um, especially like a drummer, like I kind of know how to communicate to drummers, but not really. So like yeah. I brought in one of my drummers that's on my team to a drum audition to kind of help me give feedback to that person that I might not know how to give back to, you know, and I had an acoustic player come in for a guy that was doing acoustic, who's one of my leaders on my team. And so, and that way they also can play with a couple extra people, which is super fun. And so we'll just run through the music together. I'll, I'll hear how they play. I'll, I'll give them some feedback and like play a section again to see how they respond to feedback um and then yeah and like I said normally I know by the end of an audition where they're at you know and so I'll be like you've got great talent you know I think you'd be a great part of this team and then let them know like there's a bunch of you know the logistic follow-up about planning center and what we talked about with the vision statement there's been a few times where people like weren't quite ready and um you know I think that's where kind of the coming alongside them to get them to be ready comes into play in the onboarding Um, the drummer who I, who I mentioned earlier, who like, didn't know she could be a part of the team and saw it in the program one week. Um, she had been taking drum lessons for about four years, but never played with a band. And so she learned the part perfectly right to the song that we were playing, but like had a hard time playing with me. And so, you know, we had kind of an onboarding process for her where she would come in once or twice a month and sit behind our drummer playing that week sit in for one or two songs to play with the band. And then we had her play one song on a Sunday. And then I had her play two songs on a Sunday. Now she's playing and she's killing it. And it's awesome. awesome. Um, so the, so world yeah, needs, I think, the world needs more girl drummers. It's a dude, dad of three girls. I just want to point oh, that out. Amazing. That's awesome. She's awesome too. Yeah. So now I just need a girl bass player and then I'll have, I can make a full female led team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Can but, you, can I back you up for yeah. just a second? Yeah. Can you give us, what are the words that you would say to you're not ready? Like that's mm. 
like how do you how do you you just i know you said kind of alongside of them equip them but like what is your you have some like some guidance to how do i let you down gently and because some people might assume i mean I'm, i'll be in like this is just a formality but in all reality i there's a i want to every, everybody who's hoping for the yes but you might have to say no like how do you how do you do that yeah i think uh, you know the few times it's happened recently i think the first and most important thing is to affirm something they did first right like yeah. like affirm that they have a like I think there's a different conversation if like, you know, someone comes in who like can't sing at all. Like, yeah, that, right. I think that's a little bit of a different, but like someone who's not quite ready to be on the team, I think first affirming their ability, right? Like you were, wow, that was like, you learned, you know, this with the drummer, for instance, like the intro drums, you, you just played that perfectly, you know, like you did so good on that section. Um, or, you know, I had a bass player too, or I was like, I can feel that you, you have the rhythm and the music and you're, you're playing it really well like start by saying something they did really well and affirming like, I see you and I see this gift that you have and then follow it up with, um, but as we were playing together, you know, like with my drummer, you know, I noticed it was really easy for you to like push ahead of me or like not listen to what I was doing. And it was really hard to play with you. And so when we play as a band, you know, the drummer really has to be in sync with the rest of the, you know, and so like, you know, and so kind of coming, making sure they're affirmed first, giving them a positive and then, being very, especially specific to about like, this is kind of where this area I see you needing growth in with this, the bass player from before too. It was like, I want you to, I think, you know, you're a little bit behind in how you're playing with, you're kind of hesitant and when you were coming in. And so just having some more time to practice, you know, and getting more confident in your playing ability, it's going to allow you to be able to play more in sync with our entire band. Right. And yep. so like for him, I gave him just some of the songs we played regularly and he just started practicing those so he could get, you know, more skillful. But I I think, you know, especially, you know, and we've talked about this before, especially as musicians, you know, as a singer and as a, as an instrumentalist, your instrument feels so much a part of you. Right. And so like when you hear, Oh, you know, you're not good enough or like not yet can sound like, Oh, well, maybe I'm not supposed to even be playing this instrument anymore. It's like, we don't want that. So like to affirm someone first to, to positively reaffirm, Hey, that was great. You did great in this. You did great in that. I see so much potential, you know, but I really want to work on these things so that, and especially as like a lot of the conversations is so that we as a whole band can, can play well together. You know, yep. it's, it's about playing with other people and not just what you can do on your instrument. It's so good. And they, and they walk away with the tangible. It's not just mm-hmm. the, you're not good enough. I walk away with like X, Y, and Z. And, and then it's, it's kind of in their court at that point to go, if I want this bad enough, then I will go do X, Y, and Z so that I can continue to be a part of what's going on. And it's not, um, yeah. And then they're ready to go when it is time. And I think, I mean, and I I may have cut you off before this part, but like, and then follow up is probably the, the best is the making sure that if you give somebody the pointers, they're, you want to make sure that you actually follow up with them and then don't just like leave them out to dry. And yeah, you're not just like, go fix it. Yeah. Go fix it. Come <laughs> back know? when you're ready. Yeah. Right. That's right. That's, yeah. not how, that's not how that works. Um, and then can you give us some tips on like on the onboarding process? If I'm driving down the road right now thinking like, I I've never done this before. What is a good, like first, first step? Do I need to get rid of everybody and start over? Or do I need to like, how do I, like how to give us some ways to start the process mm. from, from this point forward. Like, how would I, how would I help? Um, what are some ways to do that? Yeah. Well, I think, um, 
I think an easy first step, especially moving forward, not thinking about who's currently on your team, just having some sort of like application process, I think is such an easy way to start and a very simple way to um, get people who are really seriously interested, right? Yep. Like we were talking, like there's an easy filter in like, and being, you know, with the questions that you ask, you can ask questions in that application that are going to lend well towards what you want on your team, right? You can be specific about what types of questions you ask. Um, you know, like, again, like we, I really, I like having really tight harmonies on our vocals. So like, can you sing harmony is an important question in my vocal application. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good way to start. Um, and, and I think too, like, you know, if you're in a place where maybe not, a, maybe you inherited a team where not everyone is, is quite up to par. Number one, I think you can start working with them. But number two, as you start like an audition onboarding process, you're going to start getting more and more people who do look like what you want. And then that hopefully that, that culture will spread, right? It'll be like, oh, wow, this person's coming in fully prepared every week. I'm not really working on my stuff, you know, like there's going to be kind of a culture shift once you start to bring in the people that you feel like God's kind of led you to lead and the type of team that you're trying to lead. Um, and, um, but then also like, you know, if you're, if you're trying to change where people are currently at, you know, like what we're talking about with people who are not quite ready, like what ways can you come alongside, you know, these team members and help them get to the place where they're at, where, where you want them to be. Um, but uh, yeah, so starting, I think it's just a simple application process is so yep. helpful. Um, and then I think the other thing that I've been actually currently working on because of one of my most recent, um, auditions is like in the actual onboarding process from like, okay, let's say they did the audition and like, how do they get to being on stage and how do you prepare them well for that? Um, uh, one of the, one of the guys I recently, um, auditioned, he sent me like nine different questions, just like simple, like, what does this look like? Like, what is your dress code? And they were like really helpful questions. I'm like, anyone on the team probably need to know these answers. So like having something simple of, as like frequently asked questions, you know, yeah. like, where do I find the music? And, you know, uh, yeah, what is, you know, what is the dress code? You know, every church is different. Yep. Um, you know, what, when does rehearsal start? Right. Like things that like, what, what, what does your week to week rehearsal and Sunday look like? And what important things from that would someone who's brand new need to know so that you're setting them up well to succeed the first time they come to your rehearsal. Um, and that's actually something I'm literally currently working on. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So we always end our podcast with the same question. And, uh, and this is the, this is my question. So good conversation and good food goes hand in hand. We call our podcast, the table and we, you and I have had many, many opportunities to share food or coffee across the table. So, but if I'm coming over to the Johnson house for dinner, what is on the table? What is happening? You are eating something wonderfully grilled by my husband because oh yes, that's, Good. he loves to grill. And it's I know, I know probably I your, it. it's your, your meat of choice, right? It's whether chicken, it's salmon, it's steak, whatever you want. Mm. Um, and then we, we also, we're big, we're big, like meat and vegetable people. And yeah. so well, you're probably having some like grilled asparagus you know, whatever other vegetable sounds good, but you're, you're having something that's really grilled and my husband made it and I just smiled and offered you a drink when you walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you start with your meat of choice. That's a great, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's a, that's a, I knew I loved your husband. I knew he and I, oh, were, yeah. he and I were just meant to be like, that's a great, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, last night we had 
I speaking of that for dinner, I was I, I grilled some chicken, but I also did uh, onions, bell peppers, and peaches, <gasps> grilled peaches, oh. seasoned, and oh my gosh, Tiffany, like my mind was blown. I had done it with pineapple before. <laughs> And a friend of mine and I, we were talking about it, and she said, she's like, I'm allergic to pineapple. I'm like, what would you substitute pineapple for? And she said peaches. And I'm like, why have I never thought of this? Wow. And uh, my mind was blown. It was it was amazing. And I'm going to do it oh, again. We're yes. in peach season now, so it works. But uh, Dude, yes. But yeah, so grilled. Crazy. I knew we, I knew we. This grilled is, anything. Grilled anything. He Good. Grilled, he grilled a rack of lamb the other week, and it was divine. That's so good. It's fine. It's- <laughs> I married. I married well. <laughs> It's divine and it's fine. That's right. It's good. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, tell us how we can connect with you. Um, and yeah, tell us how we can connect with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in a ton of places. I'm pretty much on my Instagram. So yeah. tjohnson.24. Awesome. But it's a private Instagram. So if you're a weirdo, I'll probably just like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I love bye. the, I'll, I'll probably just like, that's a, that's the universal sign for I to get that out of there. I'm also like known for my weird sound effects and sounds that I make. So yeah. like in the middle of Zoom meetings, you know, I'm like anytime I'm gonna like share my screen or change something, I'm like do 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 to do, like making weird sounds. So she's <laughs> part of who Tiffany I am. Johnson, she's she's the soundtrack to her life. It's <laughs> amazing. Hey, I appreciate you hanging out today. Um of course, know, thank I, you. This is great. And I um I love that you're processing this stuff while we're talking about it too. And um yeah. and I also I mean, I've talked to people who are new in ministry and talked to people who have been around for 50 years, and this is a process that's ever changing. And mm-hmm. so like you, like you said earlier, you, you come across things where you're like, Ooh, I should, that's a good one. I should add that to my con or to my conversation or, Oh, I should take that away. Or, you know, as times change and life goes on and ministry happens. And, um, so this is just, these are conversations that it's good to kind of refine, even if you've been around for 20 plus years mm-hmm. and you're like, I need to like maybe rethink some things and, you know, not, not just fall into the cracks because, or in the groove because we are dealing with people. And when you deal with people, like it just, it's important to make sure that we're intentional about it. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks again for hanging out and we will see you guys next week.